Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. I want to say thank you. The podcast on Apple and Spotify has been getting a ton of listens, and our YouTube channel has been getting a lot of views as well. So thank you. Keep subscribing. Go follow us. Share it as much as you can with your friends. Hopefully you're enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying doing the interviews. So in episode number nine, I got to sit down with my buddy Cam at Slost and Found. Cam talks in depth about Toy Story and his love for animation, and he also talks about his Instagram page, his followers, and how he loves networking and interacting with those. So grab your drinks, sit back, and enjoy episode number nine with my buddy Cam at Slost and Found. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Okay, let's get rolling, man. So I'm with Cam with uh, Sloss and Found. Cam, what's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. <laughs> so I see you have quite the collection behind you, and we'll definitely get into all of that because I want to hear yeah. about some of those pieces. But uh, so, what have you been? What have you been up to, man, during the quarantine? Um, you know, I'm still in school. I'm a junior at UK, so just trying to get some schoolwork done uh, that I need to. Um, and then in my free time, I'm hanging out with my roommates a lot and my girlfriend and then, uh, trying to be as creative as I can with, with my business and with Instagram and, you know, posting every day, doing raffles, doing giveaways, just all that stuff to try and keep people engaged with my page. So you've always been good at that, you know, with Instagram and, and posting, you know, daily and the raffles and the giveaways and stuff like that. But uh, if you're like me, I'm spending even more time trying to, like you said, come up with different ideas and different yeah. ways to network and communicate with, with the, you know, Instagram followers and all of that. So talk to me about that. So you, you, you know, we'll get into some of your posts and some of your photo shoots and stuff like that. Cause I love what you do with that. But what um, you've been going live some as well with, with other Instagram um handles what yeah. how's that been for you yeah that's been great so i mean it's just funny to think at the beginning of of this when i kind of started my page the, the first thought on your mind isn't like i'm gonna make a bunch of friends by doing this like um you know it's either you know you have like a passion for this and you want to show people like your passion or you're in it like for the money or whatever and you're trying to make a quick buck but like, I've met a lot of people that I've become friends with and I DM like consistently on there. And so, yeah, I mean, a couple was that last week, I went live with one of my friends, Yusuf, um, and he's Lift, Lift and Thrift. And we just like went through our top 10 Jesus tees in our collection because we both collect those. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going live doing raffles. Um, I try, I just, I always try to go live with, with the raffles just to keep it like um, legit and like uh, authentic. So um, yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed the live sessions. They've, they've been fun. Yeah, I think, um, I think you, 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 that's key. I mean, with doing the raffles live, I think that's, so so much better the suspense and the excitement and, and all of that and you really draw people in from that standpoint what uh, do, have you had a lot of success with raffles I mean do they fill up pretty quickly for you 
Yeah, typically um, what I'll do is I'll post on my story before I actually post the raffle and I'll be like, vote in this poll if you're interested in this, like only if you would actually buy spots. And then like, I'll wait like a day or so and I'll DM every single person that voted and be like, hey, I'm about to open this raffle. Here's the pricing for the spots and all that. And a lot of times I'll fill up like half half or more of the raffle before I even like do a full post of it. Um, so that's a good little strategy, little tip for you guys um, who are maybe listening that are wanting to do raffles. Um, that's a great way to do it. And um, yeah, just like the raffles have to be stuff that people are going to want, um, honestly. So, uh, and just know your audience and um and reach out to the right people who might be interested even. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's great information because I've always, I've, I've never done a raffle. I've always thought about doing a raffle um, yeah. on some higher end pieces, but I'm always worried that it won't fill up and then, you know, right. then it's kind of, it falls flat. But yeah. I think you, you, you just said something that kind of resonated with me a little bit on, on that, from that standpoint is, knowing your audience, knowing who your followers are, who's liking your posts and, you know, is it other, you know, uh, resellers out there or is it, you know, actual customers um, right. that are liking your post and, and interested in what you have? How do you, um, you know, with that, do you, um, uh, do you, you know, as far as, you know, reaching, reaching out to and networking with customers, and, and other and other thrifters how do you do that how do you go about doing that because i know everybody talks about instagram having you know this crazy algorithm or whatever and i think you just hit five thousand followers didn't you yeah i well, i just broke 5500 yesterday so we're almost at six we're halfway to six <laughs> so, so you got almost 500 followers in a couple days that's like uh well I went I jumped from I jumped from five thousand to fifty five hundred pretty quickly because of the I did a couple giveaways right after my five five thousand, um, but yeah um basically what I would say with with your question is um engagement is huge um not just not just getting people to engage with your stuff but also engaging with other people's stuff so. Like, like I said before, posting every day. Um, I, on top of posting every day on my feed, um, I make sure that there's at least something on my story at all times. Um, so I'll be post, I try to post on my story throughout the day of, um, of um, my own posts, of other things that are for sale that I have. Um, I'll post like a like a question box on my story, get people interacting with that. And then also a big, a big thing that I do um, that not every account does because um, again, like I, like I mentioned at the beginning, um, a lot of people are just kind of in it for the clout and for like making money um, is uh, like one thing I do to try and differentiate myself um, is I'll repost other people's, posts like um whether they're hosting a raffle or a giveaway i all i almost always repost giveaways that i see um and then or if somebody just posts a cool t-shirt that i like 
um, or they took really good pictures of something. Maybe, maybe I don't even really like the t-shirt that much, but their pictures like inspired me. I'll, I'll repost those and tag that person. Um, and honestly, the key there is tagging them because otherwise, if you, if you share a post on your story and don't tag them, they don't get a notification. Um, so when I do that stuff, I always tag them so that I can start a conversation with them. Um, and once you start that conversation, um, you can become friends, you can, maybe they have stuff that they haven't posted that like you really like that maybe you want to buy or trade or, you know, whatever. It's all about making those connections and, um, just being engaged with other accounts, not just getting other accounts to engage with you. If you, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I mean, that makes great sense. And I mean, I think, I think you hit, you, you said a couple things there. I think you've brought this up a couple times being in kind of in this for the right reasons, being in it for the reasons to, you know, to network and to, to gain, you know, friends and make friends that way. And, and um, I think so many people are so focused on selling a piece rather than creating, you know, a story behind it or, you know, getting it, having the ability to like you do take great photos and, and kind of create a photo shoot that that's something that I love about your, about what you do is because, and I've, and honestly, I, I've tried to copy it somewhat because I think you, you take a, you take a, a great picture of a uh, of a shirt or whatever in kind of a unique setting. And then, you know, you take that one post and you draw that out for, you know, a long period of time, maybe a couple of days throughout your story. And I think I've always felt like that probably is one of the reasons you get a lot of that feedback too. But I think you, you're very selective in your photo shoots and creating that because it talks to people and that's kind of the key. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. I posted the other night. I mean, it took me, literally took me three minutes to before that bulls, um, last dance you know episode three and four came out i just yeah. did simple bulls post and um it was of a bulls 90s bulls track suit a hat and a pair of jordan ones and it got a ton of you know of likes off of a simple post and and when i posted that i never in my mind i thought you know this is going to be a great post right it just related i guess to maybe people that follow me or so that ties back into knowing who your followers are and your audience. Mm -hmm. And um, it got me to thinking that I probably post more on my Instagram based on what I personally like rather than yeah. maybe what the people that follow me like. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, the, I, I joke, I'm, I am the old guy here and all, uh, with a lot of you guys, but you all, especially yourself, you have a great business mindset and you really un seem to understand Instagram. But I think it's not even about that as much as it is as the person that you are. I've got to know you a little bit through pop-ups and things like that. And your personality and the, your genuine, you're a genuine person. So I think that's reflected too in what you're doing. And that goes really far, uh, a lot further than, you know, trying to make a buck or make a sale here and there. Uh, yeah. So, so talk, to, talk to that a little bit. One of the questions I've been asking a lot of people, would you say you're a collector first or a reseller? Um, I would say it's kind of, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I don't 
always like the term collector or I don't always like the term reseller um even though sometimes like that's the reality of it like I'm reselling stuff uh I I would say I'm a collector first just because um when I am when I am buying stuff and um when I'm buying stuff to post on my page I'm always buying stuff that I like so especially if I buy something that is in my size I'm more likely to keep it um but the word that I have really come to like is um curator um and a lot of accounts use use that word curator um because if you look at my account I'm very particular with what I post and the pictures that I take um so you'll kind of see like a theme on my page almost of like good pictures you'll see a lot of like um you'll see a lot of Disney you'll see a lot of Jesus you'll see a lot of like other cartoons and TV and movie promos, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yes, I do resell stuff. Um, but I try and take like a, like a higher mindset and like be a lot, pay a lot more attention to what I'm reselling. Like I'm not, I'm not going to just buy a bunch of random stuff and try to flip it on my page. Um, I buy what I like and I'll either keep it or, sell it to someone who likes it even more than me um so yeah well, that's kind of my thing with that but I like that answer I mean I'm kind of the same way I I try to you know when I'm outsourcing obviously I'm not going to pass on something if it's not my size I'm, I'm looking for a certain style and 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 I like a lot of the older type 80s type t-shirts and really early 90s but um I try to buy to my taste mm -hmm. and um, even right now during the quarantine, I'm sourcing a lot online and right. looking for, you know, things that I like, but I feel like is a good deal, um, you know, that I'm willing to pay. And so when I get it and I, you know, enjoy it for a little bit, you know, then I pass it on, mm -hmm. like you said, maybe to somebody who um, likes it as much as I did or something to that effect. So yeah. Well, what, what are some things? You talked a little bit about the Jesus tees, and I can see the Toy Story in the back. And I know you're big into Marvel as well. Um, uh, what, what, what other things do you like to collect? What all do you like to collect? Um, let's see. I would say the two biggest ones are um, like Disney, Disney Toy Story um, and then Jesus tees. I also have... Um, I grew up playing a lot of video games, so I have some PlayStation tees. Um, I have a lot of VeggieTales stuff because I grew up watching VeggieTales when I was little. Um, and I also like, I mean, I like Kanye and I like Travis Scott. So like I've got some of their merch, um, but yeah. And I've got a few Marvel pieces. Um, one, in particular that's pretty crazy that I won in a raffle that I would never buy otherwise because the prices are ridiculous right now. But um what kind of yeah, what kind of marvel tea was it? Uh it's an so it's an all over print of a venom, um the symbiote venom from Spider Man. Um mm -hmm. and I mean I can show you a few pieces if you if if that's what we want to kind of shift into but Yeah, I mean no you this is like I said this is if that if you feel good with that 
um, what, about how many pieces would you, how many, what's your collection look like? What, how many, how many shirts would you say? Um, I've got my closet right next to me here. Um, I don't know, maybe like 50 ish shirts, somewhere around there, 60 shirts, somewhere around there. Yeah. So not too bad. It's not humongous, but, um, that's just cause I, I really only keep what I, what I love. Um, and kind of circling back to what I was saying before, like my, I basically have two kinds of posts. Um, one, it's something I'm trying to sell and, um, I'm when, when it's that kind of post, I'm going to try and give the best deal that I can, um, so that I can make a buck and you can get a good deal. Um, and then the other kind of post is I'm posting a shirt from my personal collection. Um, and if people DM me about those shirts, um, I try to keep my responses consistent in that um, I, if I'm going to sell those shirts that are from the personal, um, I'm going to sell it at a price that I know that the next person is going to love it more than me. Um, so it's not necessarily going to be market price. So I'll have people DM me sometimes and uh, they'll be like, what's the price on this shirt? And it's like, you know, you might be able to get one if you find one in, in on like eBay or something, you might be able to get a certain shirt for like 40 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know, there are some shirts that I place a higher value on just because of nostalgia or I'm connected to it in some way, or I just love it. And I'll, I'll say like, I'm the price that I would, uh, charge to let this go out of my collection would be $80 or, you know, a hundred dollars or whatever it would be. And, you know, at that price, that's the price I know that you would love it more than me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I got that kind of that nugget of wisdom from one of my favorite accounts is his name's Nate and his account is called rebound classics. Um, one of my favorite accounts. So, um, that's a really good little nugget of wisdom that that he kind of told me as far as pricing personals but um whether it's you know the the former or the latter type of post um i'm always going to try and make it the highest quality post i can as far as pictures so even if it's like a 20 30 dollar piece like i'm going to make it look like i'm taking pictures for an 80 dollar piece you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. So. I always I always worry about selling personals because even if I do put it up there at a higher price and somebody wants it, I'm my concern is that I want it back. You know, I've I've sold yeah. a few T-shirts that you know that probably you know one of them that sticks out in my head is a Rage Against the Machine T-shirt that I had and I sold it for really cheap. Yeah, and that was probably my first mistake, but it was a, a newer, a little bit newer one. Um, at the time and now now it's it's you know now looking back on it for what I sold it for I wish I had just held on to it because I probably would have gotten more enjoyment out of it than you know the you know fifty dollars that I got for the for the shirt right. that's what I, I always worry about that from that standpoint so you know I guess you could kind of say I'm a collector but somewhat of a hoarder too because I'll do buyouts of you know old rock t-shirts and a lot of times I'll, I'll do the buyout for them because some of them are my size and I want some of them 
but then I end up sitting on mo bo mostly all of them because I don't, yeah. I'm not ready to get rid of them. Yeah. It's almost like, it's not even my size, but for me, it looks like art. You know, I'm sitting here looking at a 1975 Pink Floyd t-shirt that was sold at the concert. And you sit there and you just look at it and you take it in. I, I don't even like Pink Floyd, but you sit there and you just take that in and you're thinking, you know, the stories that that shirt could tell and, you know, just the, that time yeah. period and, and all that. So it's almost like, I don't want to give that up. So I guess, you know, when I think about me and what I collect, I think of it as almost art, like some of these t-shirts, because some of them don't even fit me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, in my, in my Instagram bio, I, I have a little thing that says, I love old art that you can wear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I kind of, I, I made that up and put it in my, my bio, but it, yeah. And two, like t-shirts, you were just talking about how you kind of sit on them sometimes. Like, honestly, if you have the money that you need to like support yourself and you're sitting on some t-shirts, t-shirts are like stocks, man. Like a lot of times, especially with vintage ones, like they're going up in price all the time. So like, it's not such a bad thing to sit on some stuff. Like, the stuff you see behind me, I haven't posted any of it yet, yeah. um, except for the one sweatshirt I got a while ago. Um, and, you know, I've been working to like collect more Toy Story stuff because I'm seeing how drastically the value is already starting to go up. And man, yeah, it's not a bad thing to, to sit on stuff sometimes. It's, I mean, it's really like investing in a way. See, that's why you and I get along, because I feel, I think exactly the same way. You know, um, I've told a couple guys, it's been probably, it was one of our early, early pleas that we did, but I was talking to some guys afterwards, and I told them, I just said, you know, exactly what you just said. I said, just look at this from a, a almost like a retirement or an investment. You know, if you're collecting these, they're just, the value of them is going to go up. Now, I do think there are, now I'll say this, I think there are some pieces, and some people have disagreed with me, but like your American Thunder pieces and stuff, those I think at some point, I think that the market will really, it's already starting, you're already starting to see it dip to where it was, but I think some of those will dip over time. Yeah, yeah. Based on the popularity of the shirt is based on the people who are wearing them, mm -hmm. and um so I think, you know, but, but then again, you think about it, it might, let's say in 2021 or 2022 or whatever, that those aren't what they once were in 2019, you know, 2020 timeframe. But if you hold on to them for 10 years, yeah, they'll, they'll come, come right back. back. It'll yeah, come. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that, so I've learned, I've learned my lesson with that too. You know, you talked about the trying to, trying to predict what's going to be the next thing is really difficult. But if it's something that kind of you enjoyed as a kid, like you said earlier, the nostalgia factor yeah. comes into play a lot. And for me, um, see, I grew up in the 90s. And so, like, all the Bonos and um, all the championship T-shirts, a lot of the Bulls championship T-shirts and, and um, a lot of the Fanimation stuff and all that was huge for, for me when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. I kept all of that. And knowing that at some point that was going to be have the value of what, you know, your rock T-shirts did back in the, you know, 90s. See, yeah. back in the 90s, I'm showing my age here, but back in the 90s, I can remember, you know, the 70s and 80s rock tees were $200, you know, 
180, $200 t-shirts and, you know, people, people wanted them and mm. they were, they were from a fashion standpoint, extremely popular, especially going into, you know, the mid nineties. Um, so I knew that 90s stuff would come at some point and I'm, you're, you know, you're starting to even see that with the 2000 stuff. Right. So yeah. I was, I was collecting the 2000, early 2000 to 2005 stuff. You know, I've been collecting that stuff for quite a while. And, um, you know, Scott was one of them that said to me, he's like, why are you buying these 2000 t-shirts? I know. I said, hey. and I told him, I said, just wait, man, in six months, just give it six or seven months. You're going to see that there's going to be a wave and there. You're starting to see that with some, some of the promo tees, especially yep. from the early two thousands. But yep. I've always been, uh, I've always found it interesting. You know, I always try to do it based on content. So if the content of the t-shirts good and you know, it doesn't, you know, as long as it's not a reprint, I, I usually try to try to per, try to grab it, especially if it's at a goodwill or something like that. Because for two dollars and fifty nine cents, you know, you can pretty much think, well, this is you're going to get be able to give this to somebody at some point, and it's going to get a new life. And that's right. what I'm in it for. I mean, I I love the collecting aspect aspect of it, and um, and the nostalgia aspect of it. But most of all, I think it's I just want to get this stuff back out in circulation. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you said, you want somebody to buy something that you have because they like it as much or more than you do, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we want to see them go out and wear it and enjoy it. So, right. um, so talk a little bit about, um, the toy story stuff. So is that, um, the, the, the crew that you have back there, the toy story crew, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, toy story is my favorite animated, movie series I think it's the best um animated movie series of all time um and it's crazy man seeing the progression and development of animation just through those movies like yeah. I've I've gone back and watched Toy Story 1 2 um a few times the last like few months um especially with 4 coming out and man the the cr how crazy the animation has gotten like from one to four is just so cool and i just think like you can't go wrong with toy story <laughs> like everybody loves toy story like there i haven't i don't know one person that's like i hate that those movies are the worst <laughs> but anyway um yeah, yeah so. they, they are i mean that that's I, I love toy story too and um i'm not a big i'm not a big uh uh, animated movie guy I, well I, I take that back I am but I'm not it's not like I I don't really go to the theater to see them but you know having two young kids well my son and daughter are 13 and 14 but you know gr them growing up that's all we did was go to the movies right so I've seen a lot of of the animated movies probably more recent you yeah. know early 2000 time frame but uh wonder why you know i've always wondered you know it's i see a lot of the toy story stuff out there but you don't see a lot of like shrek and things like that that's on that's coming up like i'm telling you there there's some there's movies like i would say shirts to watch out for um that are on the come up now are movies like shrek um you'll see like cars shirts mm -hmm. um you'll see 
what's another one uh like incredibles shirts they're they're kind of like early mid 2000s those are gonna pop be popping up more and more in both in quantity and in price i think the prices are gonna go up really soon here um as you see like because i remember seeing cars in the theater for the like as a little kid mm-hmm. um and there's going to be a lot more people as vintage kind of gains popularity. Um, there's going to be a lot more people my age and maybe like within a few years of myself, um, you know, that have money and they're going to be like, I remember seeing cars in the theater when I was five years old or however old we were when, when that came out, but, um, and they're going to be willing to pay for it. So watch out for, for shirts like that, that maybe right now are selling for, 20, 30 bucks, but, um, you know, pretty soon you're going to see some of those jump up to like 50, 60 bucks. So, yeah. Um, do you think, do you think the fact that they made so many of, of them at the time, cause I know cars, especially probably not as much Shrek, but I remember when cars came out, there was, they, everybody made a cars, you know, they were selling yeah. those everywhere. Um, the, the t-shirts, do you think, just your opinion, do you think that that devalues the, the shirt itself or the, the popular, do you think it hurts the popularity of the shirt? I think, I think because so many people did different versions of the shirts, um, you're going to have ones that are better than others. So it's not going to, it's honestly might drive up the value of the ones that are better. Um, and then also another way you could look at it is, people who are huge fans of cars, like I'm a huge fan of Toy Story, um, they're going to want all of the car shirts, no matter what they look like. So that's kind of how I feel about the Toy Story shirts. I mean, there's some that I absolutely like more than others, but ultimately, like, I would love to own the vast majority of the Toy Story shirts. So, like, I, I think either way, um, the value is probably going to go up on a lot of them. Yeah. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I always try to, with the 90s stuff, it seems like Nike made so many of, like, when, when they found something, they jumped on it and they just did it in mass production. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everybody had the same Jordan t-shirt. You mm-hmm. know, I can remember growing up. I can remember you'd go to school and six, other, six or seven, you know, other guy, kids would have the exact same shirt on the exact same day you wore it. That's how – you know mm-hmm. how saturated that was and i i think that way with the rock tees a little bit too with the 90s it 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 surprises me how what the value or the asking price or market price of some of those 90s alternative t-shirts are because they made so many of them yeah and and i guess the key is that most people still have theirs and they held on to them but i think in the next you know, with the value drops of those things, or it, if they do, I think people will start getting rid of them that have held on to them. You know, people like myself who grew up in the 90s who have tubs full of these shirts, you know, they'll, they'll get back out in circulation here or at some point. I yeah. think. But I just think that there are so many, there were so many Nirvana t-shirts made, but what you said a minute ago, there were so many different types. Mm-hmm. different styles and different like I thought I knew every Pearl Jam or I thought I knew just about every Smashing Pumpkins Pearl Jam and Nirvana t-shirt that was made 
And yeah. it blows my mind every day because I see one that I didn't know even exist. Right. And, and um, a lot of the bootleg ones, like I bought last night, I bought a bootleg. You probably laugh because I bought a bootleg Rod Stewart t-shirt. It's a parking lot tee off of a guy on Depop. And yeah. um, it is the craziest shirt because yeah. it's like I've never seen it. It's got Stuart, Rod Stewart on the front. But the color and stuff on the back is crazy. And it's got 1994 real big. It's got music notes all over it. The back almost looks like an all-over print. And I'd never seen that T-shirt. Yeah. So I was like, I, I, you know, I had to, you know, I had to, I had to buy it. And, uh, but I guess that's kind of the key is, is whatever you collect or whatever kind of talks to you and jumps out at you, you know, that's what you, you're gravitated to. I love the Beastie Boys. And I've tried to collect as many of the Beastie Boys T-shirts as I can. And then, you know, I thought I knew every Beastie Boys t-shirt out there. And then I see ones that pop up mm -hmm. and I'm like, I didn't even know. Most of them, like I said, are bootleg or not bootleg, but like parking lot tees or something to that. Right. But, um, but yeah, you're probably right. I mean, with the cars and the Shrek stuff, just like you do with the Toy Story, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars is the same thing. I mean, there's a zillion Star Wars t-shirts out there. Yeah. But I guess that's finding the one that you don't have is what right. people are looking for, especially right. if you're a collector. So, um, well, man, this has been great. I mean, I think you've given some good insight on Instagram and, and kind of how you run your business. I think, you know, out of all the interviews I've done so far, that's the first time we've really talked about the business aspect of, of you know, uh, side of things from, um, from Instagram and, and all that. And I love what you said about, really reaching your audience and knowing your audience. And then also, you know, being a curator. I mean, that's, that's cool within itself yeah. because, you know, you kind of have the best of both worlds. You, you collect and you, you gather things that bring, bring some type of story or memory to you from your childhood. And then you're able to, you know, if somebody wants it, you're able to give it new life and let it move, live on through somebody else. So that's really cool. So, what um one of the things I ask everybody is you know what's your what would be your public service announcement your PSA a lot of the old school 80s cartoons used to have a PSA at the end of them like E-Man G.I. Joe stuff like that so that's kind of where I got the idea I always loved watching an episode and then you know having that PSA at the end those sometimes resonated really well with me growing up as a kid so yeah. what would your PSA be to and it can be to you know, the situation that we're in right now in the, in the world, it could be, you know, to the vintage industry or younger kids maybe coming up in, in, in interested in that. What's kind of your PSA for, for everybody out there? Yeah. Um, a couple of things come to mind. Uh, uh, the first one would be for, for sellers, um, that are like on Instagram and stuff. Um, for sellers, I would say my PSA would be to stay humble and always treat people with respect. Um, you're gonna, you're not, if, if you're always staying humble and even, even if your account, you know, some of these guys are hitting 50 K 60 K followers on Instagram, like, um, always, always be kind on it. Even if it's over DM, because people are, I mean, the, there's there's real people on the other side of those accounts. So um, stay humble. Don't get a big head. Um, like what, at, when it comes down to it, 
you're you're just selling old t-shirts like you're not you're not necessarily changing the world or anything so um you can change the world with how you sell them and how you go about conducting yourself and treating people right um so that's kind of how i would say what i would say to sellers and just like make friendships and connect with people and love on people honestly um but and then for for like people who are buying and collecting and you know getting into vintage um i would say uh buy what you love um don't don't like listen to the to the hype um hype is good for business um it's not necessarily good for your pocketbook <laughs> um so you know be careful and always buy what you like i remember my brother like he he was trying he was gonna buy like a pair of shoes a little while back and he's like i'm worried like what what this person or like if if these will be too flashy or these shoes will be too flashy or whatever and i'm just like do you like them like what you know what do you what do you think about them and he's like yeah i like them a lot and but i'm just kind of worried about what other people might think and i'm like bro you gotta just buy what you love um as long as you're like not hurting people or something like that like you know um follow follow your passions and um build a collection of of what you like and yeah that's that's about what i would have love to say. that dude that that hits home with me because i don't know if you've ever looked at my in my bio for you know hex vintage threads but that's that's what i and i kind of came up with that quote i said you know create a lifestyle not a trend mm. and i think that's that's you kind of summed that up for me right with what you said because you know if you create a lifestyle of how you want you know you treat others and how you like you said love on other people and start friendships and build friendships and then kind of feed what you know makes you happy and what you're passionate about you know if you stay true to yourself in that in that way you know life's going to be good life's going to be fun life's going to be enjoyable and um I think people get caught up in the money and, and following the trends and chasing this and that, and then they get yeah. out and it doesn't, it's not fun anymore. So I love that. I love that. Well, listen, we're going to end with that. Cam, man, I, I really do appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah. This has been a really cool interview, very different than, than some of my other interviews. And, and I love it. It's, it's been really good. Uh, you're a great guy and um, your parents definitely should be proud, man. You're, <laughs> Thank you're, you. You're a young soul and a good and a good person. And so thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks, buddy. Stay safe and stay healthy. And um, we'll uh, we'll end it there. OK. Right. Sounds okay. good. See you, buddy. See ya. I walk through the valley of the shy where death is. I'm back with Cam. Cam, we're going to do a uh, heat check really quick. What's your favorite movie? Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Favorite musician or band or, or artist? Um, I love listening to Travis Scott and like Kanye. I also have recently been listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. Oh, that's really good. That's down my alley for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's your favorite Kanye album? Uh, College Dropout. Yeah, definitely. Although his new one's actually really good i like it king yeah, yeah yeah uh so celebrity crush gotta go with emma watson 
Okay. And what do you like to do outside of thrifting hobby wise? Outside of thrifting, man, you'll, you'll find me in church probably two or three days out of the week. So I love, I love being, being with the church. (laughs) Awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, brother, thank you again and stay safe out there. All right. You too, bro. See you buddy. Thanks. So I hope everybody enjoyed my interview with Cam. Um, if you're not following him on Instagram, it's at Slost and Found. Shoot him a direct message. Tell him how much you enjoyed the interview. Just say hi. I promise he will reply. So a couple things that Cam said that really stuck out to me. You know, first off, he talked a little bit about his Instagram, building his Instagram, but more than anything, how he interacts with his followers and other pages and things like that. I've not always been the best at that. So after my interview with Cam, you know, I went on and, and went to people, some people's pages and said, hey man, great content. Hey, I love the layout. You know, um, I looked at a couple pictures and just said, great picture. Just interacted with some other pages. But then I also interacted with a lot of my followers. And the response was great. I mean, I had people interacting with my page, commenting on my uh, posts and things like that. And at the end of the day, you know, Cam was right. We're just selling vintage clothing and t-shirts. I mean, obviously we want to make money and it's exciting and that's the, the, the thrill of the hunt, as you would say, I guess. But I think it's important, too, to, to interact and talk with other people, get to know people, build friendships, you know, build kind of a network um, um, you know, we have an opportunity here to interact and support each other and, and kind of grow as a family. And I think that's, you know, that is, at the end of the day is, is what's the most enjoyable thing about all of this. So something else in his PSA, you know, Cam mentioned just buying what you like, you know, wearing what you like, dressing the way that you, that you like to dress. You know, I, I believe in that as well. I mean, I've always tried to have my own style and and do my own thing. I think a lot of times when we get caught up in chasing trends or trying to be like, you know, dress like everyone else, then it's kind of tiring and it becomes not enjoyable, at least for me. So I'll leave you with those two things. I hope everybody's doing well. I know things have opened back up and people are back out there thrifting and having some fun, hopefully. But uh, stay safe, still keep your social distancing. Um, and um, I think we're all going to come out of this a lot stronger. I know I am. You know, this time at home has given me a lot of time to reflect and on myself and my family and the things. Hey, there's Bill, my neighbor. Um, a lot of um, you know, focus on the my my family and 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 myself. And I think hopefully everybody else has been able to do that as well. But uh, I hope everybody's having a good Memorial weekend. And um, I'll talk to you next week. See ya.